Hey everyone, I'm Sadevion and I'm the sun. I'm Marie Antoinette and I'm the moon and you're listening to the Twitches podcast. Go Twitches! Go Twitches! Hello Sadevion. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. You just got a new haircut. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes, I did. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> it just happened like five seconds ago. Um, yes, I did. I usually get my hair cut very often, so why are you pointing out today, huh? Um, well, I don't see you often. Oh. You don't live in this state for most of the year, not you trying <laughs> to act offended. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I'm actually international, so I'm usually out of the country for most of the years, what she's referring to. In Uganda. International. So yeah, I go there a few times a year. <laughs> no, y'all, he goes to college in Uganda. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you got a haircut too. I did not. <laughs> Stop. Um, it looks great. I love it. Um. Okay, what are we doing today? <laughs> today we are getting to know each other. We already know each other, but we're doing a get to know us episode. Yes. And we have a bunch, <laughs> why are you like this? We have a bunch of questions so that you all can, you know, learn interesting things about us. And, you know, maybe we'll learn something about each other. Yikes. <laughs> all right. I'll start us off. How about that? Um, what is your favorite thing about yourself, Marie Antoinette um, Johnson Banks? Oh, not, not Johnson. Um, why'd you give them my government? Now they could track me down. You think they care about you that much? <laughs> uh, I'm joking. Um, let's see. I think I really like my, um, I suppose I want to say my mind. There's a lot of crazy stuff that just happens in here. Um, and I feel like I just really entertain myself with my thoughts all over the place um so that's pretty fun i would i would say though kind of like attached to that would probably be my um my imagination and my sense of wonder because i think it uh kind of really shapes the way that i see the world um which is like really interesting and i feel like i also really connect with like um my younger family members and stuff just like uh, because I think that I kind of see the world through somewhat of a child's point of view. Um, of course, also as someone who's like fully 19 years old, but, uh, I just have a really big imagination. I get really excited about a lot of things. Uh, and yeah, a lot of things are really cool, really fun. Had a little imaginary world growing up. I was I was the princess and my parents were the king and queen. Uh, yeah, I really like outer space. That's so random, but that's a part of the wonder imagination thing. Uh, how about you, Sadevion? What's your favorite thing about yourself? Oh, so many to choose from. Um, I love that I can make people laugh, but I love that I can always make myself laugh. I think that's my most favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Who said you can do that? 
Make myself laugh or make other people laugh? Make other people laugh. I've made you laugh countless of times. If you want to act up. Because you're funny looking. <laughs> Let's start doing visuals and they can decide. <laughs> Everybody else can decide who's funny looking at it, the two of us. How about that? Hey, Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm really funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I only had to choose one thing. Yeah. See, the imagination aspect really drives it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, sure. <laughs> Just yeah, it was but... for one thing. Okay. Um, what has been the biggest struggle you faced while moving through life? Um, what are you plagued with that you feel like constantly drags you down? Um, oh my god, I'm gonna cry. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not plagued with it anymore, but it was definitely. Can you reread the question? Because you changed it up in your own wording. No, I just add some, I added right. some stuff, but the, the initial question is, um, what has been the biggest struggle you faced while moving through life? I just added to like clarify. I don't think I face it anymore, but I genuinely, like when I was younger, could not figure out why people didn't like me. And I spent a lot of my life thinking about it and trying to change it. Yeah. Uh, what conclusion did you come to since you said you don't struggle with it anymore? I don't value anybody's opinion. I value positive and negative opinions from other people with the same weight. Um, for example, if somebody gives me a compliment in my life now, it holds just as much weight if someone says they don't like what I did. Um... Because I think when you, when those, when that balance is uneven, you start to care a little more. And the ones that stick with you are often the most negative. So, yeah. So, just, okay, just a personal clarification. Mm -hmm. Are you saying that you value the opinions most of the people that you're closest with? Or am Mm. I reading into that wrong? That is a true statement, but that wasn't what I was saying. I'm saying... I couldn't figure out people like who I'm not close with, people who couldn't, who didn't like me. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now, people who dislike me and people who do like me hold the same weight. For oh, example, I, see what you're saying. I don't, I don't think more about the people who dislike me than the people who like me. I, they hold the same energy in my life. I see. Because I was saying. focusing a lot more on the people who didn't like me, the people who had negatives, negatives. Negative opinions on mm-hmm. me in the pop. Did they say you were illiterate too? No, they didn't. Actually, that was a... Let never, me add that to the Never podcast. heard that one. <laughs> never heard that one, actually. Yeah. What about you, Slore? <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to be. What insult that's supposed to be. Okay. Slut- <laughs> in here making words. They um, knew. The audience knew. Okay. Vote now if you... <laughs> you did what you <laughs> Text Sedavion to <laughs> 9335. That's not a real number. Okay. Um, well, I think for me, my biggest struggle right now, at least, um, might be my perfectionism and me realizing just how that's manifested itself, um, within my everyday life. Because as I've, as I've looked at it more recently, I've realized that I care a lot about the way that I am perceived, uh, which makes it really hard to move 
freely in the things I do because I'm always concerned about other people's opinions uh, or like the way that I might come off afraid that I'm not presenting my best self. And I think, I think that stems from a place of having a lot of emphasis put on presentation when I was a kid, just in terms of uh, speaking clearly and, uh, you know, sitting up straight, you know, all the normal stuff. Um, But I feel like I've always kind of like had it ingrained to me. I think I just like really took it in me that these are the things that are really important. Um, And I think it just manifested into me thinking I have to be like a flawless version of myself. But I also think that's something that's just like ingrained within my character that I'm trying to unlearn because I realize that it stops me from reaching out to people that I'm not close with. Like, you know, trying to... Oh my goodness. Or I'm just listening. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like if I'm trying to make new friends mm-hmm. or in an environment where I'm trying to make new friends, I don't like putting myself out there because I don't like the idea of one, um, rejection, which I don't think is as common as I painted out to be. But I think two, the biggest thing is up, upholding my end of the bargain. If I see Glenn Coco sitting right there at a table and I'm like, I'm going to ask Glenn Coco if she wants to go get a coffee. I'm going to then feel this huge weight on myself to make sure that this is the best coffee that Glenn Coco has ever gotten and make sure that in that little time she likes me. And it always scares me because I'm with new people, you know, there's going to be awkward pauses and stuff when you're holding conversations, but I hate that phase so much. And it makes it really hard for me to invite people to do stuff for anything because I feel like I have to hold up, hold up my end of the bargain of making it like the best time of their lives, you know, in a elevated sense of, you know, language speaking. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I don't think we had the awkward phase in our friendship. Yeah, I think I think we were able to get get by it uh, pretty much, which I think is something I'm really grateful for because that is just not the norm in a lot of friendships, and that is not what I want to go back to. The other close friend um, that I have, um, we were like really young when we became friends, which is what made that easier. The fact that you know we were little kids, and little kids kind of just like don't care sometimes. But you know, as I've gotten older, gotten more self conscious cared more about what people think. And I think that that's helped me as much as it's hurt me. Love that. I mean, I don't love it. (laughs) Okay, this is what I mean. I'm sure y'all have heard this a lot. When I hear people like being very reflective on like things they face and their issues, I just love hearing about it. It's just so interesting to hear that everyone else is just as mentally ill. Okay, no, that is something interesting because we, Sedavion and I were on a call with somebody the other day, one of our friends, one of our mutual friends. Hey girl, you know who you are. And- Oh, I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. One of our friends. And she was just, she was just talking (laughs) about life, about Mm. people, about hot messes. And I was like, oh my gosh. You know how much better that makes me feel that everyone else is a hot yeah. mess? Like, period. Come on. Continue like, with oh that. Oh, my God. You dealt with that, too? <laughs> we better be mentally ill. Anyway, um, if you could change one thing about your life right now, you can't go in the past. You can't go in the future. At this very moment, like literally us sitting here recording this podcast, you change something. What would it be? 
I had to specify because I asked people this question. They're like, hmm, I think I'd go back and bring back my, I don't know who, bitch. That's not the question. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Change one thing. One thing right now. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> just because of where I am right now in my life and my relationship at school, I would probably be a working actor. <laughs> Work. That is, that is the... That is was the ideal goal when looking at like college and plan B, C's, D's. I really wanted to just go straight into it, but straight into it is hard. A requires a lot of money. B and I'm not sure it's the most realistic option for me. C. <laughs> um, how about you? What's that one thing? I would just be a billionaire. Everything. I think I would. Right now, I would have a hundred billion dollars. Okay, everything now but a billionaire? Everything. But you know what? That's probably smart because if I, I was a billionaire, I could drop out right now. And Okay, no problem. The reason that's my answer, and I've said that to people and they've been like, really? Money? You can change money? No. And I think about my biggest issues right now that I'm facing, mm-hmm. and so many of them are rooted in money. Mm-hmm. Or money, or being a child that didn't come from money, or something like mm-hmm. that. Money's the root of the bullshit, so... If I could solve that not only for myself right now, but for my family and my future family, that'd be amazing. No, like that's a legit thing. Also, if I was a billionaire, you'd be a working actress. <laughs> See, we're, we're working together. We're working. No, but it's it is crazy how something just like money can really it not necessarily saying it'll like make you happy, but it can solve your problems. Yeah, very much. It so. It causes a lot of problems not having mm-hmm. it. So. Very much so, yeah. So, billionaire me. <laughs> Not please and thank you. Billionaire, please and thank you. I'll take it in cash. Give me my change. Thank you. <laughs> they give it to you all in quarters. <laughs> please go to hell. Oh my god. <laughs> Girl, it's gonna cost more than the house uh-huh, you buy. Literally, quite literally. <laughs> okay. Um, what brings you the purest form of joy? Like, just like. <laughs> When you have felt really, really happy and it feels just like the most genuine, pure sense of happiness you've ever felt, what's brought that on? It's always the same thing. Um, it's... It's money... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, the feeling of bowing after a show. I don't know why. Oh. There's just something about finishing the show, looking at... Some actors do this thing where they, like, recognize the audience while they're doing the show. I don't know what it is. I genuinely put up a block. Like, there's a wall (laughs) when I'm on stage. So, I don't even, like... There could be two people in the audience I really wouldn't know until bows. Mm -hmm. So, that's when I, like, see the audience. It's just so happy. I'm just like, wow, work. Oh, that's... Especially if it's a good run. Period! Or I'm happy that I get to go take off them motherfucking shoes. (laughs) That is always such a good feeling, especially on closing night for me on closing night. And you're just like saying bye. Like it's, oh God. Think about what you're about to order at IHOP, you know, (laughs) all all good stuff. I want the cupcake Uh pancake. (laughs) Right, very much so. Sausage links. No, because when I uh, bowed and closed out my, the most recent show that I did, my first show um, in college, I think that was one of my favorite bows I've ever done. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. Maybe because it was like um, one of those milestone shows, like first show you did in university. But that energy was, it was delicious. Loved it. Yeah. What about you? 
What's the pure? What? What is when? When? <laughs> what makes you feel pure joy and happiness? He's doing so much to mock me right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> if y'all saw the way I he was acting, a fool in this chair. The theatricals. You want to be an actor so bad, please. <laughs> Literally, acting's not for everyone. <laughs> Very much so. Oh my gosh. Um, the last time I remember feeling really just solidly. Um, so happy I just couldn't contain myself was actually during the, um, blood moon, uh, the partial blood moon eclipse, which happened on... You twitches ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be twitches so bad. I felt my, I felt my <laughs> Alex powers tingling. And on that night we recorded the first ever episode <laughs> of the Twitches podcast. It was on November 18th, but it went into the 19th, early morning of the 19th. I don't think I went to bed until like, uh, 3.40, maybe 4 a.m. that morning of the 19th. Cause um. I... Um, so at my college, we have a planetarium and my dorm happens to be far from every single thing that I need, (laughs) except the planetarium, which, you know what? I hate it when I'm trying to get to classes. I'll work with it when it comes to things that make me happy. I love, I love the planetarium. I love outer space. And I was walking back from hanging out at a friend's apartment. So it was a little late. It was like, uh, almost midnight, maybe like 30, 20 minutes away from midnight. And I see these kids gathered around with a telescope. And that's when I'm like, oh, wait, there's fully supposed to be an eclipse. I look up in the sky, see the blood moon. It looks gorgeous. Mm. Um, I stand kind of like awkwardly away from the group because, again, I am so afraid of interacting with other people. I do not know how to explain the fear that courses through my veins sometimes. Um, I get so afraid of interacting with other people. And I'm like, oh, they're doing a little astrology watch party. I'll just, I mean, not astrology, um, astronomy watch party. I'll just uh, stay my distance right here. Um, But one of the people was really kind and uh, they came over to me and they asked if I'd like to look through the telescope. And it was my first time ever looking through a telescope. And I just, (laughs) uh, it sounds like cheesy, but you really see things in the sky so differently when you can see them up close and when you have those tools. It was like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Um, I stayed out there for so long, even (laughs) though it was freezing, like everyone's, and the people that had been there since like 10, 9, power to them. My fingers, my toes, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, they were gone. They were gone. Did they like let you keep looking through it? Winter like, is or coming. Or were you guys like taking turns? Um, so they invited more people. People kind of like ebbed and flowed. Like it's cold. I'm a dip out. More people came. Um, but I got to look through it multiple times. I got to keep going back. I got to take a few pictures, which the pictures, the pictures look great. Best pictures I've ever gotten of the moon, but they don't do it justice of what it looks like through the telescope. Um, we played songs, played Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> just, Y'all are sick. <laughs> so many fun things. And I remember it made me so happy that the happiness ble- uh, bled into the next day. I just like woke up and I was like, I could literally take on the world right now. I will say my fire was um, put out <laughs> a little, a, a, a few hours into the day for specific reasons, but it's okay because the joy was still there. I also think something in general that brings me a lot of joy is being with friends and family, having really good moments where I feel like I'm really connecting with them or things that feel like they're snapshots, like things you should be taking photos of or recording. But like, of course you're not because you're like really in the moment. So feeling really in the moment with friends and family because connecting with people is 
really important to me. So it makes me really happy um, when I get to do it. Yeah. And I also really like the Champ stage specifically. The Champ is the theater, is our high school theater stage. I like being on that stage specifically when it's dark and there's only the ghost light and like no one is in there. That's like my favorite time ever. Must be nice. I never got to act on that stage. Okay, so <laughs> I hope y'all know he is doing a lot. He has multiple times. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's the best thing in the world when there's no one in the audience, no one on stage, no props, no nothing. Well, you know what? Props and sets can actually be fun, especially if you're in the show because you get, get to explore them. That's what I did in When We Get Home. Oh. I just went into the empty shop. It was like, I think we had like a black box show going on and then no one was in the shop. I went in there and I was playing with the set and it was just, I'm not playing with it. You was fucking up my set. <laughs> That's, that was you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was getting a feel for it. It was really fun. It was really, really fun. But yeah. It's illegal is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Do you have any irrational fears? Mm. I don't think so. Well, <laughs> sorry, I, I just said that so quick. I'm a little concerned because I'm pretty sure I do. Um, maybe my fear of uh, people is irrational. I will. <laughs> I'll explain that more. You're making a really weird face. I think that I. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think I have a really complicated relationship with people in general. Yeah. Because, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Davion and I got into a tussle before we hit record. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, I care about them a lot. Like, people I'm close to and people in general. Uh, but I also... I'm very easily aggravated by them. Um, people I care a lot, again, and people in general. And I also, in terms of, like, social situations and stuff, I am genuinely so afraid. Of, like, I think I make them, people in general, to be much bigger and much more malintentioned than they actually are in my mind. And I think that's one of the blockers that keep me from smoothly having social interactions. I also think I'm making myself seem like I'm really, really awful at social interactions. And I don't think I'm that bad as I'm making myself out to be. I, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm in my head a lot, but I do think um, that it's not necessarily hard for me to pull off small talk for a little while to smile. I don't talk that much. Um... um. Shut up. <laughs> I don't talk that much when I'm with, like, new people and just oh, being, okay. like, introduced to people. Or even if I'm in, like, a really big group, I won't talk that much. But I don't think I'm, like... And I think people usually note that, I guess. Because I guess everyone loves to talk. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I'm kidding. I love oh, the rumors are true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I literally talk so much. I literally have no room to speak when I feel comfortable. Or not even comfortable. Just, like, when I'm in smaller settings. I don't really like doing the whole big setting thing but um yeah i think that that's an irrational fear the way that i the way that i get in my head um i don't know what's an irrational fear you have i'm trying to think there's only one stupid one i can think of i'm like deathly afraid of being struck by lightning <laughs> why are you laughing because <laughs> i just imagine you walking outside the house and getting like struck if down it happened to anyone i know it'd be me like i don't know what it is because you think you're that lucky? No. 
I think I'm that unfucking lucky. <laughs> Ugh. I'm very afraid of lightning and thunder. For those who know me. Um, I don't love a spider. I wouldn't say that's like irrational. Oh. I won't say that's irrational either for me, but it is a fear. And I don't think it's an irrational because they're ugly and they're terrible and I hate them. Mm-hmm. And you don't pay the rent. Why are you in my house? I think I had a, a wasp nest in my car. <gasps> I kept saying, one day, it was like three weeks ago, I saw a bee. Oh my gosh. I like, le- no, like I left, I parked, went in a store, came back out, and I opened the door and there was a bee crawling from the passenger seat and i was like what the fuck so i opened the door started swatting it and left right Mm -hmm. then the next day the next day i saw another bee in the car and i opened the window it flew out then like a a week later another one came out of the you know the defrost for the windshield yeah it came out of the little (gasps) vent i haven't seen any since but i'm like this is a problem Okay, so either it was one family unit that decided to move themselves into the car. Very much or squatters. that is so scary. I, know. I just want to let you know I would have passed out. <laughs> My heart is with you and your family at this time. <laughs> I would have passed out and the car probably would have lost control. You see, anytime I see a bug, I don't care how big it is, I don't care how small, I do care how big it is. I will, <laughs> I will leave my house. How small it is. My first thought is burn it down. Yeah. Burn down the house. Burn it all down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I, The worst part about the last one I saw was that it came out while I was driving <gasps> on a highway. Oh. So there was no stopping. So all I could think of was to turn the heat on as much as possible because it was right on the windshield and it did slow it down. It didn't move that entire time. It was boiling a bit and then I killed it. So, um... <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of an experience yeah. for me hearing you listen to that. Mm-hmm. And I was, you, I was really reacting to my scene partner. Right. <laughs> so, I, I can't do it. I can't because I'll have nightmares about this. I don't think y'all understand, and I don't think it's irrational. I don't think it's irrational. These are little devils. Uh huh. They really be acting like they pay rent. That's the problem. Whew, okay. Pay car notes. All right. Let's give us a second to cool down. Cool down. <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> what? You're sick. Uh-huh. I know we're talking about the bees. <laughs> They're sick too. Very much so. What do you think your fatal flaw is? Now, I know that this question is usually something that uh, uh, gets you, kind of like McGoyles you. <laughs> <laughs> She's so annoying. Oh my God. Please. Okay. It gets you in trouble, kind of. It Uh causes you to fail. Um, And I guess maybe that is the edge that I'm thinking of. When I think fatal flaw, I'm thinking about um, when that phrase was first introduced to me from Percy Jackson, um, when Annabeth was trying to go off on Percy for what his fatal flaw is. Like, you're too kind. You're a dummy. You know, that (laughs) Right. Um, So what is... A flaw that you have that kind of ends up foiling the plans occasionally or it gets in your own way. It backfires on you. (sighs) And the thing I think is interesting about this is that I feel like a fatal flaw doesn't always necessarily, it's not always necessarily a flaw. I always try to distract her while she's talking and sometimes it works, but not always. He um, wants me to trip and fall in this podcast so bad. Um, my fatal flaw. Um, 
Shut the fuck up. I would say my desire for control. And I don't mean it in the toxic way you all think, so shut up. Um, I mean, when it comes to, I mean, artistically, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, artistically, I don't love collaborating. Anyone who's worked with me knows. <laughs> Why are you making faces? Because we have a project that's on hold. I don't know what you're talking about. So. <laughs> I don't. You know, I feel like he signed NDAs for everything. I do. Mm-hmm. And I'll have you sign one if you want to keep playing with me. <laughs> I got it right on this desktop. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I... When it comes to creative liberty, like, let's just speak, like, writing, directing, producing, I, similar to most artists, have such a strong vision for everything I do and all of my little artistic babies. Um, And so I really hate collaborating or having to, like, take suggestions or having to work with someone else. And for some reason, I feel like I've had to collaborate with more people than the average fucking artist. Mm. I feel like it just ha- everybody's like forcing me to, um, yeah. like they're picking me out directly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think it's great to not love to work with other people. I know I'm not the only person like that who's successful. So, um, but oh. yeah, I think it can. I think it could be considered a fatal flaw for some from someone like you. Not from someone like me. I think... <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going to be truthful, I don't think I have a fatal flaw. But in my head, I'm trying to answer this on something I would I think someone else would say about me. Not So that this. I like being in control. Artistically. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have a rebuttal? Um... Because <laughs> clearly you want to say something. No, I just... Think Are you with... drinking alcohol on the podcast? Anyways, I just... <laughs> I'm not, y'all. Just I have to state that explicitly since I'm not 21. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Doing the most. It's an Izzy. Um, <laughs> We're not giving sponsorships. No, 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 no. Bleep that. Yeah. Sparkling beverage uh-huh. with juice in it. <laughs> not a LaCroix. Um, what I was going to say is you've expressed how you want to learn to collaborate. I have, and I think, no, I've expressed that, but that's not what I mean. I think I've collaborated successfully in the past. I want to learn to be forced to collaborate. <laughs> that's what I meant. I, I, I want to work on being forced to. Because what I want to do professionally, there will be a point where I most likely will be forced to work with other people in writer's rooms or directing teams. I know something that could be good practice. I don't. Hmm. Yeah. Again, I'm gonna need all y'all to harass Sedavion at the end of this episode. I will. Are you trying to get into this? Are you trying to? Do you, do, you, do you want to dissect it on the podcast? Oh, I didn't think so. I didn't even answer. What if I say yes? Go ahead. Would you like to dissect this right here, right now? Oh, are you talking about this in general, uh-huh. or the fact that there is something whatever you, whatever you're talking about? The thing I don't know what you're talking about that you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say. There's a project um, that is currently on pause, and uh, let's pick it back up. So let's do what Axel Weber's fans did, and we are going to go to the Davion Instagram, not do <laughs> and we are going to say hashtag justice for the unnamed ah! project. Oh, I thought you were the name. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> justice. Uh, he acknowledges it exists. Justice for, I don't know what you're talking about. Justice for the unnamed project. And we're going to be like, we're here for Marie Antoinette. That's what we're all going to do. And hopefully. 
Maurice Penning be villain, and I need to give my origin story. Um, there was this idea I had, and I said, I'm going to make a TV show out of this. And I said, hmm. I told Marie about it, and she was like, oh my god, that's so cool. And then I was like, hmm. I have been reflecting to myself. I do want to try working on a writer's team or like a writer's room. And so we started working on it, and then I just felt like it was taking a turn that I didn't intend originally. So I was like, I don't really want to do this right now. So that's what she's talking about. She's trying to make me seem like a villain. And I'm just a protective parent. I'm not trying to make him seem like a villain. Yes, you are. They heard you. I am trying to. So let's do what Alex Weber's friends did. Let's go. (laughs) Weber. I don't care about him. Clearly, (laughs) Clearly, I don't give a fuck. Let's go to Marie Antoinette's Instagram at, what is it? No. Okay. Okay, So I, I was just trying to point out that I personally think that there could be more exploration with it but I don't know if you're saying no I'm fine I'm good because you tend to do that sometimes I feel like I feel like things that you feel like people feel one way about you're like no I'm fine I'm good wait wait, explain what you're saying like um since you want to call me out for things that people are like this isn't my favorite thing about you I think this could be perceived as a little toxic no I'm fine I'm good for things Um, well, I don't want to talk about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, okay, okay. I let disagree. me explain. Let me explain. I disagree. Because Sedavion has this energy of really knowing himself, right? He's always like... First of all, don't say he has this energy like as if it's not true. <laughs> say I'm a person who knows himself. Y'all see here? Y'all see here? Say y'all I'm see, a person who is very comfortable with their knowledge of no, themselves. No, I just want to start here. I just want to start here. Very, very sure. This is such a shady statement. on log. I'm not saying you don't have yourself on log. She said he carries just, this energy that he knows himself. You I'm, might as well have said dot, dot, dot. I'm not saying you're not on log. I am saying that you see how hard he defends it as well. Okay, I'm saying Sedavion has a picture of himself. He's analyzed himself from all angles. If someone brings up something um, that they're like, Sedavion, this isn't my favorite thing. I don't think it's necessarily the best thing. He's like, I've already analyzed it. I've already thought about it. Excuse me. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And excuse me again. (laughs) I've already analyzed it. I've already thought about it. And I'm good. First of all, the reason you're burping so much is because of the bullshit you're spewing. Okay, it's because of the sparkling (laughs) beverage. It's because of the bullshit you're spewing. Um, I think the people would love an example since you want to be analytic. Okay. Um, Yeah, give a good one too. Dig deep. We'll wait. We're waiting, guys. We'll wait. Okay. Um, I'd say going off of the whole, uh, oh, like something that we talked about with the impatience. Mm-hmm. We've had a conversation before about Sedavion's impatience. I didn't appreciate it at a point because I felt like the impatience led to aggression, um, which I really didn't like. And then we had a long conversation about that. And... <laughs> Um, and he was kind of like... We need to do like, an episode about fights. Is that I'm, on the list? No, but I can... <laughs> um, he was saying that he is, like, aware of the fact that that's a thing about him, and he doesn't care to 
really alter it or anything. Mm-hmm. So that is just, that's an example. Hmm. Cut. <laughs> Do you have anything to say? No. Okay. I mean, I think she's right. The way she explained it before, a lot of issues, not a lot, because people don't usually have issues with Okay, so that's also <laughs> Bitch, do you want do you want to drag right now? People do not have a lot of issues with me. I'm not saying they have a lot of issues with you, but everyone has issues with everyone. I don't know that that's true. Everyone has issues with everyone. That's an odd statement to make. I mean that in the fact that everyone has something about everyone else, typically when they're close to them, that the things they do are not their favorite. Um, that's fair. Um I will say that, like I was saying before, Marie already said this. Use Marie Antoinette. (laughs) This thing that co-hosts with me already said this. Not this thing. Not me getting demoted. (laughs) um, If there are a lot of parts of myself that I've already analyzed, and if someone is newer to my life which I feel like you were at that time not new but newer um and are learning certain things about me I don't feel it's my responsibility to change those to make those people comfortable especially if I've been if I've come to terms with the fact that I'm okay with that thing which I think is specifically my thing being okay with things that I don't think it would I'm going to be honest, necessarily hurt to re-examine. Specifically, and I'm talking about this specific thing with the impatience leading to aggression. Because that was, it was just like a big thing for me. Like a certain, like, yeah. (laughs) It just, it reminded me of some things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Well, your opinion is valid to you. (laughs) And you are heard by all the listeners and myself most times. Not most <laughs> times. Kidding. Um, and yeah, we hear you, we see you, and you're black. Okay. That was a compliment <laughs> at the end, by the way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> trying to figure. I, I don't even remember what, what question it was. It was fatal flaw, which I think was really interesting. I sorry, I just think it's really interesting because I feel you know what. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll put it all in an episode. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, we'll put... No, no, no. I say go ahead. We'll put examining Sedavion. I say go... I say go... I say go ahead. We'll put examining Sedavion and all his ins and outs on one of the podcast episodes. Let us know if you want to hear it. We can examine all of my ins and outs, too. We'll, we we'll won't. Do, we we won't. do half and half for an episode. <laughs> mm, okay. I think you're an interesting person to dissect. Interesting. Um, <laughs> okay. What's your fatal flaw? Okay. Um, hmm. My fatal flaw. Maybe I can bite off of that a little bit and say that I would probably pin mine as maybe uh, control as well. Um, because I think that I control is like a really important thing and just like every single aspect that you can imagine in it everything going orderly just like in the way that is ideal to me um all my classes going the way i'd like them to 
my personal life going the way I'd like it to, my social life going the way I'd like it to, and my relationships with people going the way that I would like it to. And when those things are not in order, I kind of really try to figure out how to put them in order. But I think that um, that's really like a like a too much too much thing. Hmm. Um, yeah. But I think I think a fatal flaw is interesting because I think I'm still trying to examine more things about myself that could be uh, that could be considered fatal fatal flaws. I think not specifically. Oh my gosh! I think specifically things that I might even deem as positive or I might be kind of like eh about. Um, like I'm kind of Im- impartial to. Um, because, yeah, I think some of those can be, like, the most important things to constantly re-examine. I think another difference between us... That's that, very interesting. I think another difference between us is that... Okay. You give off a set-in-stone vibe. Because I am. And I acknowledge the fact that I am constantly changing. And that my opinions are constantly changing. Or, like, they will constantly change as I go through life. They're pretty, you know... I feel pretty confident in what I stand in now, but I know that as life changes, I will change and grow and morph with it. Um, so I'm always, I always have that in the back of my head. Um, I think um, most people who know me would agree that I am. Oh, now you're jumping on the bandwagon. Okay, I am, come sit. I am always willing to listen and change. And it's something that I've studied and learned now for almost two years as a political science major, that you always have to enter every single conversation and aspect of your life open-minded and not set in stone. But however, (laughs) however, when I feel strongly and passionately about certain things, I do give a set in stone energy because I'm very confident, but never has that stopped me or stepped in the way of me listening or possibly changing my opinions. Mm. Period. Anyway. I disagree. I think you're a little rock solid on some things. I think you're a little more harder to push than you think you are. I never said I was easy to push. (laughs) I said I'm always willing to be pushed. Yeah. As in, it's a challenge to try and push him if you can. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And that is not necessarily how I approach things. What is the worst thing you've ever said or done to someone? Oh, gosh. I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> like, I'm going to... Ha- I'd have to, like, take a second to think about that. Maybe it was that time when my parents and my brothers, we all went on a trip to the Caribbean. And I yelled at my mom, I wish you and dad never even met. And then we had to go on a journey to find the stone dreams so that I, I could reverse too. it. I was there too. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's probably close to top of the <laughs> You're so annoying. Okay. <laughs> While I think about something, how about we jump to you? I know it's your question. I'm oh, sorry. God. I'm throwing it off. You're so shady. Um, <laughs> oof. By the way, that was a plot of this lonely place. <laughs> The movie. No, 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 no. That was the plot of Marie Antoinette. Uh, <laughs> don't, right. don't do too much. Don't do too much. Um, the worst thing I've ever said or done to anyone. Oh, God. Oh, 
um, probably romantically led someone on. Not negative, not intentionally, but subconsciously. Question, question mark. Is this a general statement or do I know about the sitch? Um, you know. Okay, so it's like one thing in particular that you're yeah, talking about. I know about. this person listens to this podcast. Whatever, I don't really care. If you need your crafts and <laughs> yarn and fabrics uh-huh. and... Yeah, you're so... No. <laughs> they, know, they, know the ni- they know the nickname. That's the Exactly, problem. that is... We, <laughs> this is shady. No, I don't care. Oh. Um, yeah. I'm doing a heart to the mic. It's a heart. It's not to you, it's to me. Um... Yeah, yeah, unintentionally, or unmaliciously, I'll say that, like with great intention, I did, but it's not great. Wish I didn't. A lot I, of problems would not be problems right now. I see. Mm-hmm. So okay, this is no. You can speak. I don't really care. I'm past it in my life. <laughs> I'm in a better place. Okay, I just wasn't sure. This if is you, my story. My life. I just life. wasn't sure if you wanted to. Go talk about it more on the podcast because sure. it could also be a conversation in private. Sure. But okay. I was going to ask after um, being away from the sitch, whatever mm-hmm. this may be, um, and taking time to uh, think about it or whatever, do you can, so you, cause you, cause I wasn't expecting you to say that this was something that you felt like you kind of like played a part in, but you do in a way. Yeah. I, I acknowledged it even then. I mean, even in my... Even in my dissertation, my, my dissertation, yeah, yeah. I acknowledged it. Yeah. Then and there, um, and yeah, I hated this person. Oh my god, I really did. I'm I doing re- a heart again. <laughs> Whose side are you on? I genuinely found hate in my heart for this person, which I haven't found for someone in a really long time. And I did a lot of reflecting very recently, and I'm like, I do not hate this person. They did some nasty, raggedy, ugly dirty, crunchy, disgusting, bald-headed, just gutter ball shit. But I do not hate them. Okay. <laughs> do you think that do you think that at the time it felt like hate but it wasn't? Is no, it was hate. You, like oh. I know for a fact oh. cuz I was like, "Oh, I haven't felt this in a long time." Oh. Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you hated someone? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, I really hated my father for a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> it started off as like a little resentment and then it like built up, built, built up. <laughs> it, it became hate at some point, but it's no longer that. Okay. But I was like, oh yeah, that was hate. This is definitely hate. I think that's so interesting just because hate is such a, such a strong feeling. I don't think and I've that's ever why I used it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't think I've ever hated anyone before. I could have gone without the presence um, or large influence of some people people in my life, but I don't think I have ever mustered up hate. And And I think the reason for that might be just because of how, I think I'm afraid of it and how strong of a hold it would have on me personally, especially because me, when I feel things, I get A, obsessive, and B, intense. So don't let me hate someone. 
That scares me, just like the idea of hating. I think it's a really scary feeling. Do you mm. feel like it's a scary feeling? Yeah, I thought about, I mean, I told you about the last interaction I had with this human. Mm-hmm. And I've never been that angry a single day in my life. Mm. And like looking back, I said some really mean things that I probably should not have said. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's scary. It's scary where your mind goes uh-huh. and the things you think about uh-huh. and how much time hate can take up from your life. Yeah. You think about it way more than you probably should. But yeah. Now answer the question. So, no, I just, I think this is so interesting because I've always asked you, I was like, what was said? Like, what was said? And you've always kind of just I have like. I told not a single person. Yeah, you've always kind of just like, <laughs> like, 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 oh, well, Nobody knows. Like, things were said. Um, but just like to hear your mindset at that time, it's very, very interesting. And I can only imagine because. Yeah, again. Hate. What? Because what? No, because hate's a strong oh, emotion. So I can only something. imagine the hold that it had on you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever repeat what was said. That person knows. I know. <laughs> and it's okay. It'll live in that room. And that's fine. I'm doing a heart. And to and me. She's I doing it to me. Reach out after this. <laughs> <laughs> after this was relief, released. I was about to relief. After this is released, please expect an email from Marie. Um, she's thinking about you. Asking for the deets. <laughs> Not asking for a transcript. <laughs> okay. Um, oh my goodness. Worst thing I've ever done. I mean, when you said that, the only thing that could come to my mind, this is so stupid. <laughs> I think it was still mean that I did it. Um, and if you're listening, you also get a heart to the mic. So, <laughs> and this is the crunchiest heart. Let me just let you know. This is the most crunchy hand heart I've Stop! ever seen. It's not supposed to be bad. Uh-huh. Okay. So there was this guy, um, when I was in middle school and, um, I, I helped him out like in math class, uh, with math problems and stuff. Cause I kind of like under, I understood them. I, I wasn't like, you know, I, I understood the work and he, sometimes he would ask questions and I'd be like, oh yeah. I got you. Um, anyways, our friendship developed through that. Um, and then it kind of just also became me telling him about my personal life. Not my personal life. Well, kind of. Like, I um, I had a crush on this guy and I told him about it. And then he always did this thing where he was like, again, this is like middle school, I think like sixth grade, where he was like, oh, I bet you'll never tell him though. You won't. You're never going to tell him. You always taught <laughs> me about it. So I went and asked for his number one day. Ooh. And no, this is the Stupidest like clown. <laughs> when I tell, here's what here's what his response. Uh, which now, uh, looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know if he was really this. I don't know if he was really that um, absent-minded, or <laughs> you're a dummy bitch. You would never shit. Don't nobody want you. Don't nobody need you. Or if he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> but he was like, uh, yeah, I just I have to give it to you when I have my phone because I don't know my number. <laughs> Walked away with the lottery. I was like, girl, I'm getting this number. You said, just wait until you get his phone back. Just wait. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Anyways, I went and I told this other friend, um, the one that, you know, our friendship grew from helping in math. And he was like, oh. Oh. And then I was was like, I was like, uh, uh, uh." and then I like conversed with my other friend who's like a really close friend at the time. And I was like, I think this guy might have a crush on me, but I didn't know. I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I hadn't ever 
had that experience before. Because, like, when I was in middle school and elementary school again and stuff, I wasn't one of the people that, like, got asked out to be in little... These are, like, quote, quote, unquote, relationships. <laughs> no, like, I, I've never been, like... Why in are you a, shading the relationship? <laughs> I've never been in a relationship before. I was never the girly that everyone ran to on the playground and everything. Everyone in middle school had me thinking I was the... I'm tapping the ground. The dirt beneath <laughs> their Doc Martin boots. <laughs> so, so this was a really new thing for me. I was like, oh, a romantic interest. Now, I did not necessarily have a romantic interest in this person. I really enjoyed them as a friend. I really, really enjoyed them as a friend. But I was like, uh, I don't know. But I wanted to find out. And I was like, the only way to be sure is to get him to admit it. And the only reason to admit it is to make him think that I like him too. And the only way for him to think that I like him too is for me to explicitly say it. So my friend and I, we conversed. We came up with a plan to tell him uh, maybe like, I don't remember if it was her like saying it on accident and me being like, girl, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like <laughs> my first <laughs> acting performance. Y'all are demented. Y'all are so demented. <laughs> me saying it and then her being like yeah it's true she talks about you like all the time but whatever it was we did that and he's like oh okay and then I was just like yep yep that's uh yeah that's just <laughs> that's the way things go <laughs> just waiting around yep, mm, yep and then he was like okay um I think eventually he was like okay well I I think it's pretty obvious that I that I like you. And then it was like, great. And then we just let that marinate in the air for the rest of our three years there. And and we never did anything. Now this friend that I came up with the plan with, there were some times she was slipping. She would, she would bring the plan for, there wasn't even a plan. I got the info that I needed, (laughs) but she would progress the plan by saying things like, you know, Marie said that she loves you. And I'm like, that was not, what are you doing? made it much deeper than I ever intended for it to be I have always felt really bad and I've never told him because I'm like I'm not breaking his heart I refuse I refuse if like if you think that one of the people you like likes you back and they and it turns out they were like psych just kidding takesy backsies yeah that's very evil of you (laughs) oh my god so I never told him and if you're listening right now he's listening um, I know he's listening trust me I lied. I just lied now. Um, I that it wasn't a whole, all a scheme. So <laughs> wow. So yeah, just giving the listeners a, a, a little entertainment. <laughs> um. Wow, you're real evil. No, but yeah, I'm really sorry. You're a great guy. Um, <laughs> and I probably wasn't worthy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're shady, no um, ma'am. So yeah, I know I've done much worse though. That's just the thing that automatically comes to mind. Yeah, that I, one's pretty bad. You're pretty evil for that. So. <laughs> I've yelled at my mom before and said something that I did not mean. What'd you say? Um, Tell us. us what you say. No. Because <laughs> that's very personal. <laughs> I said something. I think the listeners want to know. I said something that I did not mean. And I consider that one of the uh, worst things that I've done to someone. Because I said, this is what I'm going to do if I'm ever... I always think about things that I... When I'm mad at people, I always let them boil. Mm. And then I'm like, if I ever get mad at them again, sometimes they tend to slip out. (laughs) So I got really, really, really upset with her. And I said something that I could not mean any less, but I said it because of the impact I knew it would have. I think 
And I don't think I do that a lot anymore. I think I get really upset and say things, but I think I say things, some that are just well thought out and chunky and don't come out right. Um, oh, not chunky. Describe it as that. I, yeah. I, I don't think I'm necessarily spitting out words to impale. I think I just try to figure out whatever I can get out, but uh, they do tend to impale sometimes. Uh, so... Yeah, did not, but that thing for my mom, that was like intentional, but I could not mean it any less. It's, you know, something I definitely take back. And, you know, any of those moments that I've had with any other people, those have been pretty not it. So, yeah, that was a pretty good question. You're welcome. And it was really, something that we spent a long time (laughs) explaining. Okay. Um, What do you feel is your biggest accomplishment to date? Oh my God, just one? (laughs) Yes. That was the question. Um, um, having a wife and children. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm married. Uh, no, no, no. My biggest accomplishment. I would say all of the shows I've written. One. What do you mean? One biggest accomplishment. My writing. Is that not one thing? <laughs> my writing. I, I feel very accomplished in my artistic voice, in my writing ability, my, <laughs> my understanding of film writing, stage writing, you know, all of the things. So, yeah. What about you? <laughs> I can tell you what your biggest accomplishment is. Getting on my damn nerves. Oh, I thought you were going to be real. <laughs> that was so high school musical get away from me no I thought you were gonna be real please go not high school musical um I would say to date it would probably be um the show that I wrote and directed in my senior year spec um I think specifically because I look back and realize how intense the time crunch was I really did we really did do rehearsals filming and editing um and also present it all within a month um and just how nice. much don't say must be nice it was it was it was i'm not playing with you right now i'm not playing with you right now must that's the nice. most stress i have been under to date i thought that i was going to crack open like and you did like a like an egg just Oh my gosh. It was it was hard. It was rough. I cried. I fell behind in school really intensely. Um, there was so much. But I think at the end of the day, I created a production that was really meaningful to me. And I hope that it was able to be um, meaningful to other people. And it was, a, it was a really special thing. And I really enjoyed the experience. And the people that I had the experience with. One of the biggest highlights of my both senior year and high school experience. So, yeah. Um, what is the best decision you've ever made? Um, best decision I've ever made. I think so far it was to choose to go to an arts high school. Um, I think in the grand scheme of things, or maybe even dating even further to decide to do drama, drama, drama class. Mm. (laughs) When Miss Maxwell crawled into the room and I was like, we're going to take drama. If it wasn't all for that moment, 
Um, which it probably would have come at a later date. So I'm also going to include going to the art high school. Um, I don't think I ever would have gotten to the point where I started doing theater. Someone thought that it was something that I should keep up with um, because they, I don't know, they saw something in me that I definitely did not see. Like I had no idea that it was there. Um, so yeah, that was, I think that so that's changed the whole course where I am now. Yeah. Just to follow up on that. So would you say Miss Maxwell is the reason you do theater? Yes. And is she a white woman? Yes. So you have to credit your entire career to a white woman? Um, I'll actually <laughs> credit it to Miss Maxwell and my mother. Because my I'm mother kidding, the is way. the one that picked me up. Period. <laughs> from and shout out school. to your mom. My mom's the one that bent around those crazy hours. I, I can... Wow. She... Yeah. <laughs> She's... She has been my home skillet biscuit since <laughs> since day one and going to an art school because it furthered my love for theater. I got so many crazy opportunities that made I made so many connections. I went down so many rabbit holes. And I think that theater has been a way that's also developed my sense of self. Um, and I don't know if I would understand myself like that um, without theater. Um, it's also that thing I found that really drives me, um, makes me want to get up in the morning that I can't imagine not having in my life that I want to utilize in the future to make an imprint on the world. And I just can't imagine what would that be like. This is so melodramatic, but what it would be like if I had not found that in this community. I literally wouldn't know Sedavion. <laughs> That's one of the things, but... This podcast wouldn't exist. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's the best decision you've ever made? Okay. This, I'm going to try to make this as short as possible. When I was younger, I used to play football. Mm-hmm. When I chose not to play football anymore, I think that was one of the most pivotal decisions in my life because I think that was the point where I recognized. It was kind of like, no, kind of in fear, <laughs> in fear and no. Um, but I recognize that I can do what I want. <laughs> and I, if I don't know that I would be doing theater, I would be right. I would be doing anything if I decided to like go do the things that my parents wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Or that every, my siblings wanted me to do or things of that nature. So just choosing what I wanted to do mm-hmm. was the best decision. Because I still do it and I will continue to. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay. My final question. What are you afraid for people to learn about you? <laughs> Why are you like this? That's a very deep question. Why? What am I afraid for people to learn about me? I don't know. Let's skip me and come back to you. Ah, he did it to Go me. Ahead. He did it to me. What are um, you afraid for people to know about you? I think my biggest thing is for people. It's 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 weird because it's my biggest thing. It's the biggest thing I want and also the biggest thing I'm afraid of. Mm. For people to, I want about me the way that you want me. <laughs> um, for people to see me the way that I see myself. Mm. Um, and I think the reason it's the biggest thing I want is because there are a lot of times that I, I struggle with feeling really, uh, really tiny um, like minuscule, I feel very odd one out. Just, I don't feel like I belong 
in the world, not even, and I feel like that, you know, part of that's being a black woman. Um, but also sometimes I just feel like the world, I was not made to be in this world or I don't necessarily fit into it. I feel like a really odd puzzle piece trying to figure my way into things. So I feel like a lot of times like I'm watching life happen to me or happen to other people and I'm not experiencing it. So sometimes I struggle with immersing myself in things and being in the experience and just like feeling like I belong places or feeling like I'm really there. I always feel misplaced. It's a really odd feeling. It's one that I'm trying to get over because it, um, it, it doesn't feel too good. And it leads to like this really intense feeling of loneliness that I have this like really deep rooted thing that I feel like is this hole that no matter what I do, I can't feel it, feel it. Um, going off of that, I feel, I always think that my solution would be for there to be one person in the world that understands every single bit of my identity. And I, and the thing is, I don't think I hide it at all because I've realized that people that talk to me that are willing to talk to me, I will latch onto them kind of in a way. And I will kind of try to divulge as much as I can sometimes. This happens sometimes. Um, with like a desire to connect with someone to feel like I am connecting with someone so in that way I feel like if someone just like understood every bit of my identity that was I think the part of that that scares me um is because going back to the perfectionism thing I know my flaws and I feel like I know my flaws really well and um I I weigh my flaws a lot and my the thing about my flaws is they make me feel like a bad person. They make me feel like a really, really bad person. Um, and I know that I'm inflating it, but that's sometimes a really hard thing for me to deal with. And I have this thing that when I'm able to get like really close friends, I always question why they stay friends with me after knowing certain sides of myself that just aren't necessarily open to the general public um, and that I know aren't perfect and aren't polished and that I work on every day to better. Um, so I guess, um, in a way being seen as anything, but what I present, but there's also so much more below what I present and I want people to see all of that. So it's, um, it's a really, it's a really tricky thing there, which is so weird. It's cause I have this desire to be seen as human. Cause I feel like oftentimes I do not feel like I am, but I guess I'm also afraid of humanity, you know, the flaws that I have. It's a really, it's a really weird thing. Uh, mm. <sighs> bounce it off of me, back onto you. <laughs> what are you afraid for people to learn about? Bounce. Um, hmm. I'm kind of going to cry. No, I'm not. Um, I wish you did. I wish you just let her rip. Okay, you're evil. <laughs> <laughs> you're evil. Um, I am afraid for any one person to know me as well as I know myself. Same thing. <laughs> mm, I think it's based in different things. Okay, same thing, different roots. Mm, <laughs> listen back to what she said and y'all decide if it's the same thing. Anyway, um, a lot of people who know me, who are close to me, know that I used to be like, <laughs> I don't want to ever get married. I don't want to ever be in a relationship. I want to be a single father and not be with anybody for the rest of my life. And truly reflecting and looking back, that was all based in the fear of having to let someone close to me and learn exactly who I am. 
and like to spend the rest of our life with them, if that makes any sense. Because, like Marie tried to drag me for earlier, I think I, I like to think I know myself very well. And when other people, um, the idea of someone else learning something about me that I don't know makes me uncomfortable. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay. You saying interesting is shady, so I'm not even gonna... No. Every time she says it, listen back to every episode. Anytime Marie says, that's interesting, it's so shady. Okay, um, so the thing is, just because you use it negatively... I use it positively. Does not mean... I use it positively. Then stop taking mine with a positive connotation. Because when I'm saying it's interesting, I mean it's interesting. I think it's interesting that you're afraid that someone could know something about yourself that you have yet to discover. I think that's a very, very interesting thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Especially because I think I'm a little opposite in that. I like when people bring out things in me that I haven't discovered or new parts of myself. That's really interesting. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick. You see right there, I could have interpreted it as you being sarcastic and not being a real thing. It was but real. since you that is said that was interesting, y'all listen to his interesting <laughs> too. Listen to his interesting too. She wants too. to be me so bad. It was interesting. It's sad. Should we get into Beef of the Week? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, I think that this was a really interesting episode where we really got to uh, really get into the to the heart of things and really learn <laughs> learn some stuff and oh there I go trying to control the narrative again I'm really interested in seeing what the audience thinks after hearing about this what their perceptions of us are especially audiences that are um, new to us uh, that don't know us like personally like in life yeah I'm not but if you want to sound off go ahead <laughs> <laughs> is it time now yeah. <laughs> so much attitude. <laughs> All right, drum roll, please. <laughs> Our beef of the week is finally Sedavion. <laughs> no, it's not. For every previous thing mentioned in this podcast. That is not the beef of the week. She's a minister society. Also, the real beef of the week. The real beef of the week is KFC's Beyond Chicken. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> Demented. Actually, let's really talk about oh, it. The so smell. So we tried it today. Is atrocious. We got them from KFC. She just put on my glasses. And she yeah, and I see mood. pretty well. Maybe we're not different. Okay, I wonder how things have been going for you because these aren't. These aren't that crazy for me. <laughs> I'm going to have you try on mine when we're done here. Because yeah, okay. I want to see what we're working with. Okay. Anyway, we... Marie Antoinette came up with the idea to try the KFC chicken. <laughs> are you hearing me lie on you right now? You're not even worried about me. Anyway. Sorry, I'm looking around in the glasses. Um, That's a lie. So Davion saw it on his phone and he was like, oh my gosh, do you want to try it? Uh, so we decided to try it. We tried it earlier today. Um, first things first, we got the smallest um, pack we could get. We uh -huh. got six. They looked like little nuggies. Uh, we got them. They put them in. <laughs> they gave us the box. And 
I will say it did reek. It smelled like <laughs> boiled booty ass. It smelled like boiled porter potty. It smelled like hot boiled shit. Oh my gosh. It did not smell good. And so Davion tried to throw it in my face <laughs> and he wanted it to fumigate the car. And I was like, It was sick. Like, listen here. He told me to crack a window. <laughs> I did. It was bad. We tried it. We did the one, two, three bite. We recorded our reactions. And honestly, it didn't taste bad. No, it wasn't bad. So Davion did spit it out, though. Because I couldn't swallow. Like, something wouldn't allow me to swallow it. I think it was the texture. Okay. The texture was not great. It was, like, kind of rubbery. But it did look like yeah. chicken. He described it as string cheese. And he's like, yeah. and it did look pretty good. But then he tried to break it. It was rubber, bitch. It was rubber. <laughs> he was struggling. <laughs> and he, he finally got it. I was like, oh my gosh. Here's the real beef. They gave us vegan chicken <laughs> with barbecue sauce, which isn't vegan. <laughs> vegan chicken with non-vegan sauce. They're sick for that. So I if did. you're vegan and you want to try it, make sure to read the ingredients of the sauce, which I'm sure you already do. I also vegan. did ask for it explicitly. I was like, yeah. can I get barbecue sauce? True. I feel like they should disclaim, though. <laughs> Just to let you know, ma'am, our barbecue <laughs> sauce is not vegan, even though the yeah. chicken is. Um, so I didn't... I, I know it's beef of the week, but I did not hate the chicken. I did proceed to eat the rest of it. I will also let you guys know that I was really hungry at the time. So I was like, you know what? Anything will do. When I dipped it, I think it tasted better by itself. Because when I dipped it in sauce, it had a little kick to it. It was kind of fighting back. It was, we were duking. And I was like, I don't know who was winning. Because Sick. I... The I, chicken, I, trust. I mean, the, the Beyond Chicken was winning. I took some occasional bites and I was like, oh, I don't enjoy that. I wasn't the biggest fan of the aftertaste. We were wondering what it was made with. Like, what plants? Um... What was the conclusion? Maybe cauliflower? Yeah, possibly cauliflower. Yeah. I don't know. It did a good job disguising itself for being like a rubber chicken. Yeah. Um, what was your uh, rating that you gave it overall? Didn't like it. Overall, it didn't taste bad though. I can admit that. I could tell that they put normal KFC seasonings on it, which I think helped. He used lot. to be employed at KFC. Yeah. I used to manage a KFC. Let's be very clear. He used to be one of their little worker bees. Anyway. They had him clean the bathroom. Anyway. <laughs> never that. Never cleaned the bathroom at KFC a day in my life. Um, I would give it five out of ten for the vegans oh i didn't expect you to give it that high for an overall okay um i gave it about a six out of ten for normies um (laughs) just like it was good you know texture uh it looks like chicken when you break it but i guess that's what happens when you know you're eating a vegetable that's disguised to be meat um and yeah, also the little kick that it had to it, and not a good kick, not a not a good, kick. <laughs> not a good. Kick. To be clear, a fighting kick. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the way I described it to Sadebion, I said if you went vegan and maybe you've been vegan for like a few months, maybe mm-hmm. like three to five months, you don't necessarily have the taste of meat at the top of your head, and you eat this, you might be mmm, okay, tastes like chicken, tastes like what I remember, looks like what I remember, um. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you're me, it might punch you. <laughs> it might punch you in the hip. <laughs> right in the head. But you'll keep eating it. And you'll be like six out of ten. Yeah, so um, go try it or not. We don't care. This doesn't affect our podcast. I want you guys to go out today. <laughs> before we end. And 
I want you to look at the sky if you can and just appreciate it. Um, if you can't find the stars, find the moon. Um, if it's daytime, look at the, not directly at the sun. Don't do that. Um, <coughs> look in its direction, sort of. Make sure you have on glasses um, and your sunscreen. Um, yeah. And I want you all to do the opposite of that. Okay. So you okay. choose your favorite host and whoever's your favorite, you do what they said. So if, you, my, if you're my favorite, if you, Marie Antoinette's your favorite, do all that shit she just said. If I'm your favorite, relax. Sit in the house. Sit on your bed. Okay, you can Enjoy sit on your and bed and see the sky. I gave they you your turn. Both. I gave you your turn. Let me let me talk to my fans, please. <laughs> Enjoy your bed or your chair or your couch or your love seat. You know, just sit back, relax. Don't worry about everything on earth. Who cares about the sky? Who cares about the stars? Who cares about the moon? I mean, Marie Antoinette does. But I'm saying, like, it's not really affecting you right now. So you don't have to worry about that. Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. That First of all, that depends on whether or not you believe in astrology or other things. You can just feel like it has an impact on your mood. Why are you and rebutting me? Why all, are you rebutting me? No, this is for this is for the people. And second of all, every there's a lot of little beautiful things around you. Take note of them. Take note of them. Just like the littlest things. In your house. There's a lot of beautiful things in your home. Anyway, thank you all so much Order. for listening okay. to this. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We hope you got to know us a lot more. I don't think you got to know me at all, actually. I think but- you guys probably got a lot from him, and I think that said a lot, too. <laughs> okay, thank you, Marie Antoinette, co-host. Um, co-host. Thank you, Sadavion, co-host. I just said that. I know. I'm, I'm returning it. Thank you, Sadavion, co-host. Okay. Um, thank you, Marie Antoinette, co-host, again. Thank you, Sadevian, co-host. Thank you. Um, have a great rest of your day inside the home. <laughs>